welcome to another edition of Ensigns to the Nations. This is Kurt Ensign, and I'm here with my family, my Allison and Jonah and Maya. Good job, Jonah. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about Doctrine and Covenants section 109 through 110, those two chapters. Uh, and this is a really interesting part of the church history. This Section 109 is the dedicatory prayer for the Kirtland Temple. Section 110 is the vision that Joseph and Oliver had when Jesus and Moses and Elias and Elijah appear to restore priesthood keys. So it's pretty awesome. Um, back in, 19, er, in 1896, the Olympic Games were the first recognized modern Olympic Games was this one in 1896. It was um, held in Athens, Greece. There were 14 countries that participated. There were 241 athletes. They had an opening ceremony, um, and it had all the athletes lined up on the field. They, they held this in a, the place called Panathianic Stadium. It's a 1,500-year-old stadium in Greece. The Crown Prince Constantine opened up the games. There were nine bands that played and 150 choir singers performed. It was a great success and it set the stage for an event that's been with us since then with much excitement and much importance, which is the Olympics and the opening ceremonies that we have there. A similar first time opening ceremonies, quote unquote opening ceremonies, was held in Kirtland, Ohio on March 27th. 1836. There's marching bands and it's March. There was music. There was speeches. There was sounds like the rushing of winds. There was day of Pentecost type experiences and set the stage for other temple openings, for uh, the restoration of the priesthood keys, for a pouring out of the spirit and endowment of power from on high. This is a very exciting opening ceremony. Uh, and it was the dedication of the Kirtland Temple. It burst the veil over the earth, like it says in the scriptures. And we now have accelerated temple work ordinances available to millions of the living people and the dead people. And so uh, let's talk about these two wonderful uh, sections. And Maya would first like to talk about how the Lord wants to bless me in his holy house. Okay, yeah, so... In some ways, the Kirtland Temple was different from temples we know today. There, there are no altars and no baptismal font, and ordinances like baptism for the dead and sealing had not been yet had had not yet been restored. But the blessings described in section 109, the dedicatory prayer for the Kirtland Temple, are the blessings we receive in the Lord's house today. Um, so. Uh, what do you guys think is um, a blessing that you guys have? Eating my whole life? Yeah, it can be any small or big. Uh, I can eat, uh, I drink chocolate milk. It tastes really good sometimes. It's a blessing. Yeah. Is that really what you want, or do you yes, want I blessings want, that come from the temple? Any blessings? Well, I think of the family as a blessing. Heck yeah. And that goes along with the way the temple can bless our families because we can be sealed in the temple. Right, right. That's right, definitely Maya? a blessing because, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that don't know that you can be sealed together and you can actually stay together as families after you are dead. 
And there's a lot of people who don't have chocolate milk either. That's true, right? Just um, few. And <laughs> one of the things that I'm like blessed with is just like my home. It's like I get one, and some people don't really have one. And yeah. yeah. And Dad, what's one thing that you're thankful for? I don't know. I'm thankful for a lot of stuff. Just one thing. Big or small. How about cleaning supplies? Okay, yeah. that works. Those are really helpful when you have to clean something in your house. Like okay. spilled chocolate milk? Oh, I yes, like and your family can help you. Okay, um, and so when it talks about the temple, I try to like remember exactly what it looked like when I went to the temple. Because I went to the temple in Rexburg, Idaho, I think it was. Um, and I just remember like feeling blessed to have a temple kind of near me and like I mean I definitely have a lot more closer temples but um, just the fact that like if I'm visiting Idaho there's temples everywhere and that's a blessing um, and it's like I can't really remember that much about the temple but I just remember like not thinking any ne negative thoughts when I went there um, in the current temple, there was not as much stuff, but I bet that it was still really amazing. And, like, you could still feel blessings through it. And, and I just think that's very important. And that, and that Heavenly Father kind of, like, wanted temples. And the Lord wants temples because he wants to bless us. And so that's kind of his way of blessing us. Amen. Yeah, amen, and lots of great blessings from the temple. All right, well, let's see. Now, uh, what, what, one of the things that it says in Maya's section was, what does the Spirit inspire you to do to receive these blessings? And I was just thinking when I read that little question that, uh, and Maya did a great job explaining how wonderful it was going to the temple. We haven't been in the temple in a long time. And so we, one of the things I want to do that I'm inspired to do after reading this is go to the temple. So we can go to the Mount Timpanogos Temple, and we, but we need to schedule a time to go. So that's definitely something I'd like to do more of is our family go to the temple. All right, uh, Mom, you would like to talk about the dedicatory prayer the Curtin Temple can teach me about all right, so section 109 is the dedicatory prayer that Joseph Smith gave when he dedicated the temple. Um, so it, it mentions that this was a prayer that was given by Revelation. And something very cool about this section that I bet nobody here has noticed. If we were going to do a puzzle and I said to you, what word do you see that shows up in verse 1, verse 2, verse 4, two times, verse 5, verse 9, three times, verse 17, 18, 19, 22, 26, 31, 56, 58, and 78? Who can tell me what word shows up in all of those verses? Temple. Prayer. Nope. Name. Name. Yes. The word name. You're looking at it. That's okay. You can look at it to figure uh, it out. That's all right. I wanted to see who could figure it out because 
There's a lot of repetitive words. We see the word Lord many times, but it's that the word name. name. Of Jesus Christ. Amen. Only in the first verse once? It's in the first verse once. It's in the second verse once. It's in the fourth verse twice. In the ninth verse three times, but it's in many, many verses. And so this is a prayer that was given by Revelation, and that word name comes up repeatedly. And there's a reason for that, and that is so many things that are done in the temple or going to be done in this temple, the Kirtland Temple, are going to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and that is significant because, Jonah, when you bless the sacrament, what, what do you say? Do you say something in the name? Yeah. You use that word for that ordinance too, right? In the name of. And so many things in the temple are the same as that. And President Oaks gave a talk in April of 95, and he talked about this and how the scriptures repeatedly put the name of Christ, giving us authority to use his name to do ordinances. And that's what's going on here. Um, as the temple's being dedicated, um, the authority of Christ is being, is being presented and dedicated. And so I think that's really neat that this is a prayer by revelation, that there is that doctrine behind it, that the authority of Christ is really what's behind the ordinances that are going to be done there. And um, so anyway, that was just a, a interesting thing to me. Um, and what can that teach me about prayer? I think, you know, we know that all that we do, every prayer we do, um, is in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ. So just what a great reminder about how he is the central um, figure of all that we do, all of our prayers, and all of our ordinances, the sacrament and all the ordinances that are done in the temple as well. A lot of people don't understand what that even means to take upon the Lord's name, but we do it every Sunday when we have the sacrament. I remember one time when, well, my, my dad passed away, and at his funeral I spoke. After his funeral, a lot of people came up to me and said, Wow, you, you, are, you, you look and sounded just like your dad. And I thought, well, you know, of course, it's because I'm his son. But, of course, I took upon literally, literally, Maya, that his name his surname and sign and so uh, we do the same sort of thing when we take upon the Lord's name I want to be like my dad he was a great guy and I, I am okay with being like him when people say I was like him mm -hmm. so I want to be like uh, Jesus Christ too when I take upon his name all right very good Allison thank you um, the Lord can manifest himself to me in the temple yeah he can so, That's one of the great blessings about temples. Sometimes when you're in a temple, you can feel... Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. First, I'm just going to tell you what happened to Joseph Smith. Yeah. In so, in Dr. Ten, I'm just going to read the first couple verses. It says, The veil was taken from our minds, and the eyes of our understanding were opened. We saw the Lord standing upon the breastwork of the pulpit before us, and under his feet was a paved work of pure gold in color like amber. His eyes were as a flame of fire, his hair on his head was white like the pure snow, his countenance shone above the brightness of the sun, and his voice was like the sound of the rushing of great waters, even the voice of Jehovah, saying, I am the first and the last, I am he who liveth, I am he who was slain, I am your advocate with the Father. And 
when we're in the temple, it won't be as dramatic as that, or probably it won't be as dramatic as that, but it can feel as dramatic as that in how, in how the spirit touches your soul. So that's, that's what, that's an important concept to understand that even if you don't, you're not actually seeing him, it feels like you're seeing him or it feels like he's right there. Right. I've certainly felt the spirit in the temple many times. I've never seen the Lord. I felt the presence of ancestors as we were doing work for them. I've actually felt like they were there. Allison received revelation about Maya there. And, and, you know, at some point in time, I really would like to see the Lord there. I don't know if I would describe it the same way that Joseph Smith did, because I don't know if it'll be that brilliant, like he said. But wouldn't that be um, awesome? It will be. Are you kidding me, Dad? Well, I don't know if I'll have the same experience that Joseph did. It'll be amazing. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something. If we really want to see the Lord, then that would be the place to do it. Um, you're talking about section 110 when Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery, uh, I think it might have been the next day or maybe later on that day, they closed the curtains around the pulpit and they prayed and they actually saw the Lord. Lord came to them. He described it in that way. Other people came to the came to them as well, and they uh, when the Lord when Jesus came, he he accepted their temple offering. Now this is something they've been hoping for for a long, long time. You know, the Lord told them to build a temple out in Independence, Missouri, which never happened. They got in trouble for that. So lots of things, and they finally they 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 accepted. They got accepted the sacrifice that they've done, and so that was a real big thing. But then Moses and Elias and Elijah, they all came back and they gave keys of the priesthood to Joseph and Oliver. So now the keys of the priesthood are back on the earth. Maya, we just talked about this today because you were preparing a lesson for young women's. And it was about the keys of the priesthood. And the keys of the priesthood are, what are they? They are... You know, do you guys remember that one time that we went to uh, Homosasa Oh my gosh, Florida? I literally came up with that. Yes, you did. You are stealing that. Place. Well, it was a good example. I came that up t- with what that. happened when we went to Homosasa, Maya? Which is a nice, big, fun park. It's a, it's a, a nature park it's in, in Florida. Florida. So when we go there to visit when Grandma. When we went there, to, it's like this, it's like this um, zoo almost. And we were just like paying for stuff. And when we got out of the car, Mom... Mom, she was like, oh, I forgot my purse. So she went to go get it. And then she was like, oh, no, I forgot my keys. The keys are in there. And then, like, we were all, oh, no. We were locked out of the car. Yeah. We were done. We and were... so that kind of reminds me of the of the um, video for the Christian keys about, I don't remember who it was. It was, like, Elder Stevenson or something. He got, when he went skiing, he got locked out of his car, too. And, like, but he, I think he just, prayer prayed or something and then like he's like oh okay so like he finally got in his car so the point of the story is here's a car that they were excited to get back into we were excited to get back into it after we had been to this place for a long time maya um i don't (laughs) think you remember it quite right we were excited to get back into we were all done with watch with going to the place and we wanted to get in and go the car works there was gas in the car. It, it would start. It would run. It would do everything. But the only thing we needed was a key. The Lord's work, even though it's great and there's lots of things that can happen, 
they need to have the key, the keys that come from Jesus Christ when he established his church on earth, and then it went away. And now here on, in, the, in section 110, they've been put back, these keys. All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Well, this has been a great um, lesson this week, Doctrine and Covenants 109 to 110. And Maya talked about the blessings that the temple can bring and even the couple of times that she's been able to go to the temple at being 13 years old now, she's noticed some of those blessings when she's attended um, and enjoying going to the Rexburg Temple. And, and we are excited to have a temple coming here in Saratoga Springs soon so that she can look forward to. Um, and then I talked about the dedicatory prayer and that being by revelation and so many times so mentioned in the name and authority of Jesus Christ, which is what how we say our prayers and our sacrament prayers as well. And then Jonah talked about the um, way the Lord manifests himself in the temple and how we can feel of him there and the, the love and his presence when we are there. And then Kurt talked about the priesthood keys and how important it is to not just have those ordinances there, but have the key to use them in our lives. And um, so those are great lessons. And, and like I said, we're excited that a temple is going to be dedicated this upcoming year here um, about a mile away from our house. So hopefully we'll be able to be a part of that um, dedication. And every temple dedication has, there's been the spirit of God has been sung there. And I was able to attend the Chicago temple dedication in August of 1985. I was 15 years old and I remember that happening. And this will be the first one I've been to since that time. So many, many years later. So we're excited about that and these wonderful yes. blessings that the temple can bring. So thank you for joining us. Hopefully this has helped you in your study of this week's Come Follow Me. And we hope you enjoyed this, another episode of Ensigns to the Nations. Nations.